It is Thursday, the fourth day of November, 2021. We have a very, very important question to ask. Just how big do you think Pete Davidson's dick is? I am not the only one currently asking this question, so I'm throwing it out to my five listeners. Are we talking like Milton Berle big? Are we talking Huey Lewis big? This goofy bastard is up there in the, uh, the current list of preeminent swordsmen in America. <clears throat> Cassie David, Ariana Grande, Kaya Gerber. Do you know who Kaya Gerber is? That's Cindy fucking Crawford's daughter. And then, flip side of the coin, Kate fucking Beckinsale. And now, Kim Kardashian. I obviously don't know the man from, from a hole in the wall. But I'll go ahead and assume he's a good guy. Again, I don't know that. That's just kind of the vibe that I get. Um, you know, it's all. But he's not exactly handsome, right? I mean, am I... I don't think... I wouldn't say that. I think and I'm not trying to fuck the guy, so obviously my opinion is moot, but not entirely moot. I mean, I can say if, if I can I can say if somebody's handsome, and I don't really think he's that handsome. But I don't know. And having said all that, I mean, good for you, Pete. I'm sure you're listening to the, to the program. <laughs> uh, I hope you find what you're looking for. Well. Shagging your way through a uh, a list of beautiful women. Uh, all that and more on episode number 97. This is a tough one, folks. Uh, there's really only one athlete that uh, wears number 97, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. But quite, quite frankly, I don't really want to talk about him. Uh, he's too good, and aside from that, I know very little about him. So uh, I went looking for other 97s. Did you know that nobody on the Bruins has ever worn a number past 92? I found that odd. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, no one's worn 99. I don't know if that's retired um, through the whole league. Very well could be. I'm not sure, but... So other 97s, the old 97s, uh, Rule 97 from the Geneva Conventions, which is No Human Shields, IBEW Local 97 of New York, the Wilson Pro Staff 97 tennis racket, and Jimmy Carter is still kicking at the age of 97. Has any former president had a more productive post-presidential career than Jimmy Carter? Now, some get back into politics. I think it was I think it was Grover Cleveland who ended up being a Supreme Court justice. I think it was Grover Cleveland. But Jimmy just spent his time on the farm and built houses for, for poor people. The other guy seems like a good dude. Yep. Okay, then. Uh, that's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe?
Hello there. Welcome to the show. Greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, how are you? Everything okay? Feeling all right? Yeah? Glad to hear that. Say hi to your mom for me. I don't know why I just said that. That was a, uh, that was a dumb SNL bit. I think it was uh, Andy Samberg was impersonating uh, Mark Wahlberg. I think that's what it was. Not that funny. And I don't know why I said that. And I'll tell you why I, said, I, I did that. I'm not a funny person. Uh, I think I'm pretty uh, witty and clever occasionally uh, in mixed company. Meaning when, when there's someone else to sort of riff off of. Because somebody had mentioned to me uh, via email the other day, because I had sent out a um, an email, I guess, marketing campaign via my website to my 35 um, email subscribers. And of the seven of the 35 that actually opened the email, uh, one of them said that I, you know, it's like, oh, your writing is, is kind of funny. So I'm like, all right, kind of funny works. But then I thought about it more. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I am not the kind of person that could sit and like formulate a, a stand-up set, if you will, like jokes, you know, not that, not that kind of funny. Mainly because I'm just not that funny. I don't know. I've had people tell me that I'm funny and I think it's more clever and witty than funny. I think there's multiple different things. I mean, a lot of people disagree with that too, but what can you do? You can't win them all, right? But anyway, a um, bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, unfortunately, there it's there's a lot of sports today, but it won't be uh, like super sportsy. It won't be like, you know, X's and O's and shit like that. More, more uh, you know, observations on uh, dumb sports stuff. But <clears throat> one thing that's, uh, you know, not sports related right off the jump, I just want to give a big shout out to the, the Honda Fit Click. We haven't uh, had a Honda Fit Click update in quite some time. Uh, so shout out to my fellow Honda Fit owners. Um, this week, um, my Honda Fit went in for an inspection sticker, passed with flying colors. So uh, we are 11 years deep, uh, pumped, psyched that we get another year, knock on wood, of the Honda Fit. So Honda Fit click represent. Still working on a Honda Fit, you know, like signal, <laughs> hand gesture that I can make to other Honda Fit owners that, uh, you know, is just a, a wink and a nod. Like, hey, I see what you're driving. Smart. Maybe that could be it where you just kind of, you just like point at your noggin or you flip them off. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. That'd be so great if you could get that to actually stick. Oh, man. If you see another Honda Fit, you just fucking put your hand out the window and flip them off. And then you get a, a jubilant uh, middle finger right back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that now see, that was kind of funny, right? I don't know. I thought it was. I was laughing. Um, <clears throat> not funny. This has been covered ad nauseum uh, since last week when uh, local legend uh, Jerry Remy passed away. I can't say anything uh, that hasn't already been said multiple times, mainly because I didn't know the man. So, you know, it was only through... Uh, television, uh, and things that I read and whatnot. But, you know, the one thing that you, that you heard a lot of is, is when you're a baseball fan and when you invest a ton of time into baseball, you become, 
you know, the, the announcers become so, uh, such a big part of your life, right? Because baseball is a long season. It's a nightly commitment for six, seven months out of the year. And then, you know, you hear these people more than you hear your friends and family talk, right? So here's this guy on TV every night who sounded like people you you knew, sounded like people that you know, um, you know, may, may have been from where you were from, that kind of a thing, you know, so he became, uh, I, I would say a little bit more of a presence just because he was local, right? And, you know, the, the it's the great story, the kid who grew up a, a Red Sox fan and then played for the Red Sox. I mean, that was, that was every kid around here. That was, that was their fucking dream in, in the, you know, I would say, Christ, I don't know, 30 years from like 1970 to, well, probably 67. So I would say for about 40 years, so 1960 to 2000, you know, maybe, maybe up to 2010. So maybe for 50 years. That was a lot of kids' dream was to play for the Boston Red Sox or to be a part of the Red Sox in some way. And here's this kid from dinky little Somerset, Massachusetts, five foot nothing, hundred and nothing, managed to make the team. <laughs> Not make the team, David, you fucking idiot. Uh, managed to make it to the big leagues and eventually play for the Red Sox. So, you know, feel good story, great thing. And, and he he was a part of your nightly routine for a number of years. You heard him, you, you laughed with him. Um, and, you know, I mean, the guy went through, went through hell on multiple, multiple occasions. And not just with his health, uh, but with his son as well. So the guy went through a fucking lot. What a grind. An absolute grind. The guy fought like hell. I mean, good for him. Good for him. And it's it's sort of, you know, you like the fact that uh, he got that, uh, the last hurrah, if you will, for the wild card game versus the Yankees when he came out for the first pitch. And it was, you know, it was touching. It was nice. And that sort of thing got me thinking about, like, local celebrity. The greatness of local celebrity. Granted, he was he was bigger than just your run-of-the-mill local celebrity. But I mean, has has that waned? Has the local celebrity sort of gone away with the with the advent of the internet and the sort of uh, global connectivity amongst folks now? So that the regional celebrity that you would only sort of see in like local commercials. Um, or, you know, on the radio, things like that. That's gone, right? I would say so. That doesn't really exist anymore. And the ones that are still around are old timers. I was trying to, th trying to think of a few, you know, for, you know, for this example, like the Sullivan Tire guy, for example. He's sort of a local celebrity because the guy's been on television for damn near 30 fucking years. Probably more than that. Like DJs, DJs, big time local celebrities. Those don't exist anymore. There's some, but I mean, they're, they're sports radio guys now or talk radio guys or gals. But yeah, the local celebrity, you just don't see it anymore. It's a shame. It's one of these things that progress is sort of left behind. And you sort of, uh, you miss it, obviously, because you like the connectivity of the localness. <laughs> the localness, David? Yeah, the localness of said local celebrity brings to your daily life, right? I don't know. I I probably should have done a little bit more work to, to like, suss that out, but...
it, it kind of ties into last week thing when I was talking about uh, nostalgia and whatnot <clears throat> and how I'm not terribly prone to nostalgia. And then here I am being nostalgic for uh, for Jerry Remy and local celebrities. Yeah, I don't know. What can you do? Like Fred. Remember Fred from Dunkin' Donuts? That guy? Local celebrity, right? And I wonder if that's it. Like, you know, these commercial folks like that were on TV forever and a day. Yeah, yeah, that, maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Jerry Remy, that sucks. The one thing you always say is that, you know, I'm glad they're not suffering anymore. And in this guy's case where he fucking had cancer seven goddamn times, like, that's apt. So I mentioned um, the... Uh, email uh, subscriber list uh, marketing campaign that I did earlier this week. And much to my chagrin, one of one of the people that opened said email was um, low-level troll listener of the program who were, will remain nameless because I don't want to give him that satisfaction. However, he did send me an email... <clears throat> Um, I'm talking about uh, a buddy of his. Now, said troll uh, is a big-time MAGA guy, like classic red hat-wearing sucker. Um, but this story I found rather interesting. So he, he starts telling me about this kid, and he is a kid. Uh, he's only uh, 35. His name is Matt Lynch. And uh, Mr. Lynch was a, uh, a Braintree teacher for 10 years uh, and made the unfortunate decision to uh, attend the, uh, the field trip, as they call it, uh, to the Capitol on the 6th day of January 2021. Now, Ed claims that uh, he was not, he did not enter the building, and which is probably accurate because the total number was relatively low versus the number of attendees, okay? Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the people that chose to attend for a number of different reasons, but, you know, there are some that were on the periphery that, you know, weren't there to light the place on fire. I would say it's a 50-50 split, but I'm biased. Uh, but anyway, so Mr. Lynch was a teacher, and apparently someone within the town of Braintree found out that he made that he took the time to go to D.C., uh, didn't like it, uh, got the FBI involved, a whole fucking big stink to do, okay? Um, he eventually re resigns from being a teacher. Now, I don't know if he was forced I would hope he wasn't forced, because that would just be fucking shitty. Uh, but he did resign. As he's handing in his resignation, apparently, to the superintendent, he, he says, I'm going to run for school committee. Now, he and I may not have uh, similar political views, but that is, that is tasty-ass revenge of the highest form, is it not? Normally, when you have folks in this position, uh, you know, they either don't have the means to to exact such revenge or it's not, you know, there's no specific correlation to getting even with the person who's ratted you out. But in this particular instance, Mr. Lynch decided he is going to completely uh, probably make some people very uncomfortable for the next couple of years. And sure enough, what happens? He actually gets in. Uh, voting was this week. Mr. Lynch gets in. He was one of the three uh, top uh, vote getters. And now he will be sitting on the school committee, which it's it's wild. I mean, you have to give it up for him for, for going for it. Now the question is how much shit is he going to stir? And my guess is it's going to be quite a lot, but... Um, you know, I read a, there isn't, I couldn't find a ton 
uh, about this guy, you know, obviously beyond what I was told by uh, Nameless Troll, uh, who in his uh, email said, quote, MAGA came out in Braintree last night, end quote. Oh, terrific. You can pat yourselves on the back, gentlemen. I'm sure you're all very pleased. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's the same... It's the it's the same sort of BS, uh, you know. I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but the usual complaints, I guess, from that side of the aisle. <clears throat> and uh, you know, I don't know the guy, so I can't pass judgment. But you know, just based on his answers to this particular little survey, again, we're going to be in different orbits when it comes to to politics, but. As I said, uh, kudos to him for, for, for fucking shoving that shit right back in their face. I mean, that is a ballsy-ass move. Uh, but, I mean, he doesn't, he's not, apparently Braintree got rid of their uh, mascot, which is essentially, you know, another one of these Indian terms that, you know, the the old white folk back in the day, like, oh, let's name everything in this fucking state after an Indian for some weird-ass fucking reason. I don't understand that. What the fuck's the point? And so apparently he's butthurt about that. <clears throat> um, I was pleased to not read anything about critical race theory, so kudos again. Uh, who knows if, you know, in, in private he's got different things, but what I'm reading here on this, uh, this particular website that, uh, asked him questions about his candidacy. Uh, he talks about, uh, the single biggest issue is a uh, kid's mental health. So good on you, sir. That's great. So, I mean, kudos to, to Matt Lynch of the Braintree school committee for having the balls to fucking step up and, and throw that right back in their face. Everything else, meh. But that right there, nicely done. Way to go. And it kind of, so the fact that, uh, that I got that email from, from, uh, uh nameless troll, it, cause he said he went to celebrate at, at a local establishment. It's like, man, having that much of your social life tied up with your political beliefs is odd. So that, you know, every time you lose, it's it's a big fucking deal. It's a massive deal that is so impactful or that you think is so impactful to your life. I just, I don't know. Read a book. Watch TV. Uh, grow grow plants. I don't, know. I don't know. Like, do something else like with, with your life. And I know this guy does more than that. But, I mean, you know, it's just there are way too many people out there, especially now where their whole social life is tied into politics and their political beliefs that they, you know, they get from one or two sources. And so that everything on the periphery is a lie or wrong. And I think that's, I mean, you gotta, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just find that so fucking strange that you would care that much. I mean, you have to care to a point, right? but only to a point. And that, that's, that's my opinion. I just don't see why you would spend so much fucking time agonizing over shit you have no control over. The only thing you can control is what you, you know, is your vote. It's the good part about being in a democracy. Beyond that, that's it. Go live your life. And it's the same, you know, it's the same on the other side of the aisle too. Don't, don't confuse this to be the, uh, you know, uh, that I'm only sort of slagging one side of, of the aisle here because it's both. Although on the left, it seems to be far more, what's the term I'm looking for? Digital activism, right? Where there's, you know, a bunch of Twitter heroes, um, it, it, a lot of a lot of rats and narcs on Twitter. Twitter narcs are the fucking worst, right? And it seems to be far more prevalent on the left than it is on the right, because on the right, you know, they just grab their gun in some cases and go marching. So it's two different things, but it's essentially the same. 
but the Twitter narcs and the, and the digital activism, it's just a little much like, man, oh man, how many, how many fucking retweets do I need to see of the same fucking thing? You know, you, you like things and that's fine. I'm, I'm guilty of it, but I mean, I'm not sitting there making fucking 85 tweet threads talking about something. There has to be a more um, effective way to do things, right? One of the ways is to run for office, sort of like what Mr. Lynch did, which is why it's so commendable. If you have that big of a problem with shit, fix it. Do something about it. It's, it's, I don't know. I find it's just, it's so fucking strange to me. It's on both fucking, both, both, on both sides of the aisle. If you have a problem, fix it. Action. Do something about it. Nameless fucking troll. All right, let's get into the pseudo sportsy portion of the program. If you are not here for sports, um, I'm going to ask that you stick around anyway because it's not entirely sportsy. I mean, it is kind of, but not really. First and foremost, uh, big news today, Wednesday, as I record the day prior. I need to I need to fix that illusion, right? <laughs> Is that, is that a thing? Like, should I, should I do that? I don't know. I always like this, you know, when I start the show and give the date, I'm giving the date of the, you know, when the show is released. I don't know. I only, and it's funny because I do that in thinking to myself, oh, okay, well, someone can listen to that while they're at work or whatever. Maybe I should, maybe I should put it out earlier under the guise of, you know, people commuting. I don't know. I don't even, I know very few people that commute anymore. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers got the Rona. Okay, now, here's the problem with this guy. I, I, I don't know. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of talking about this shit. I'm just so fucking, it's such a boring topic, vaccines. It's so boring. It's boring. Maybe because I just can't wrap my head around the the whole backlash, uh, you know, from some people. I just don't get it. I don't, I, I don't know. That's just me. But anyway, so here's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, gets gets COVID. And the big thing is that he allegedly, according to some folks, was saying that he uh, was vaccinated. Well, it turns out he didn't. What he did do um, was every time he was asked was use a bunch of uh, of, of um, buzz, not buzzwords, but he talked his way around it without actually saying it. So apparently the the story goes is that earlier this season, might have been even prior to start of the season, he was asked if he was vaccinated and said, "Yes, I am immunized." And nobody really caught it at the time. I'm, I'm sure some people did, but nobody forced the issue. Um, and it comes out today that he went to his uh, personal doctor to for, quote, homeopathic treatment to boost his antibodies, end quote. Make you go through all that trouble. Like, what's he fucking taking? Horny goat weed? Ginseng, iron. You you pop in like an extra vitamin C tablet in the morning. What are you doing? It just comes off as is so fucking disingenuous, and almost almost cowardly. I'm not gonna say that you know it, that it's not because apparently the league was aware that he wasn't vaccinated, but he never it never really became a thing. So instead of him saying it and owning it, he chose to dance around it. So he was a pussy about it. Unlike that fucking doofus, Kirk Cousins, who was up front from the jump. 
And you, and you know something? I have way more respect for that guy than I do for Aaron Rodgers, you know, fucking tap dancing around it. Just fucking say it. Like, what? And it makes me wonder, like, what the fuck are you so afraid of, buddy? You don't want to jeopardize your Jeopardy job? See what I mean? Is that it? Wouldn't surprise me if that was it, because, you know, he's been so fucking carefree and whatever else all season long, because, you know, he probably ate some shrooms in the offseason with his fucking crunchy fiance. I got a, I got a sneaking suspicion that that girl doesn't bathe. <laughs> she just looks like she smells bad, right? What a horrible assumption on my part. But how many other guys in the league are in the same boat or have done the same shit? You've already seen one guy in the NHL get busted for a fake vaccine card. Evander Kane, who's kind of a fucking idiot to begin with. And then he got busted again for this shit. But I mean, how many dudes have, are being fucking sneaky instead of just owning it? Like Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz. Clearly not getting vaccinated has affected Carson Wentz because he can't fucking throw a football suddenly. Dumbass. Cousins has been good. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers. What a pussy. Don't do that. Own it. Like you, you're the highest paid player in the league. What the fuck do you care? You got you got guarantees for the, for this season, right? Yeah, suck it up, own it. They're still gonna pay you anyway. What the fuck does it matter? Stupid. So now he's he he's gonna miss at least one game, maybe two. It's just it just puts the team, just like not being vaccinated, puts other people in a bad spot potentially. Now you've potentially put your team in a bad spot. They play the Chiefs and then the Seahawks. Not, you know, the toughest teams in the league, but still. You need to be there for your teammates. If nothing else for your teammates. But instead you chose to fucking, to to take, uh, you know, Valerian Root and uh, a couple extra B12 tabs thinking that it was somehow going to boost your antibodies. What the fuck, man? Good Lord. Um, but yeah. What's her name? Shailene? Shailene something. Can't remember her fucking last name. She probably smells like cabbage. The other thing, the other sportsy topic, the NHL. Now... If you're not familiar with this, and specifically the Chicago Blackhawks uh, covering up a sexual assault from 2010, and it has led to a um, a bevy of, of people losing their jobs. Uh, the kid who was assaulted actually came forward, said, hey, it was me. Uh, an incredibly powerful interview. I mean, honestly, you don't really hear that very often, but I mean, this kid... Like, good on him for, for stepping up and talking about it. But the NHL continues to be painfully stupid. Gary Bettman specifically. The guy's a lawyer, okay? So he knows how to dance around shit. He knows how to uh, not take blame. He knows how to... He knows how to be a fucking meat shield for owners, which is the job of a commissioner in sports these days. Uh, Roger Goodell, meat shield. Rob Manford, meat shield. Uh, Adam Silver, less of a meat shield, but still a meat shield. Batman comes out and he's, you know, not, not saying that, uh, not explicitly saying that what the Blackhawks did in covering this up is worse, which, you know, sexual assault is worse than what some other teams did that got larger penalties. The Devils, for example, like a, a salary cap circumvention, 
It's like a $3 million fine, loss of draft picks, something like that. Um, the Arizona Coyotes like worked out a player when they weren't supposed to. I could be getting those two wrong, but either way, uh, the other so there was three million in draft picks from one, five million in loss of draft picks for another. Meanwhile, Chicago just got a simple two million dollar fine, and it's like, oh well, it was a substantial fine, was it? Was it really the? You know what the average value of a of an NHL franchise is right now? Six hundred and fifty eight million. That's average. The Blackhawks are on the higher end. So, I mean, you know, the guy that owns the team can afford the $2 million fine without a problem. So it wasn't a punishment. And Gary Bettman's up there saying, well, it's uh, two different different circumstances. Yeah, one's way fucking worse, dude. One's way worse. But you chose not to fucking, uh, you know, substantially punish these people. And there are still guys who were there and may have known about this who still are gainfully employed elsewhere in the league, apparently the GM for the Winnipeg Jets is one of them. But it's just dumb. It's just it, again, what is what would be the worst thing that would happen if Gary Bettman came and said, "You know what? We're going to reassess that penalty." There could be more coming down. What what's going to happen? Is the guy going to? You think the owner of the Blackhawks is going to sue the league uh, for for a larger penalty because they got a larger penalty after the fact? What? No. Realize the 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 PR ramifications of that? No fucking way. No fucking way. So you know. No surprise when when Gary Benton came out and was dumber than than usual. I half expected it to be slightly less dumb, but that's on me. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have guessed that. I should have known he was going to do something stupid, and sure enough, that's what he did. So, yeah, I mean, look into that, and then you know, I, I wish I could remember the kid's name. Fucking a, oh, my brain is mush. Uh, fuck. I can't remember the kid's name. Shit. Fuck. The kid's name's Kyle Beach. Kyle Beach. Look it up. All right. Uh, Thrilled to have a couple of voicemails from a new anonymous listener. So I'm going to share those. I'm going to talk about each, so I'm going to do the, I'll, I'll play the first one, and then I will play the second one. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I will play the first one, talk about it, play the second one, talk about it. Wow, Dave. Hey, uh, I'm calling, you know, I'm really blessed to, like, already know that I'm going to be on the show. Anyways, this is, uh, I don't even give a fuck if this is anonymous or not, but, um, I was listening to uh, episode 96, and you were talking about people who, like, talk to you about irrelevant shit at a football game, and, you know, I I don't know how to say it, like, but um, I fucking hate when people are trying to talk to me at a football game about other football games. Like, we're at a I'm, – I'm in Boston, so I go to a Patriots game. I don't want to fucking – watch your iPhone tell me what's going on with the Kansas City game. Like, I'm literally at Foxborough watching the Patriots. Why would I give a shit about that? Like, I don't even know you. So, yeah, that's my complaint, you know? Just, like, know your audience, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. That's the kind of fucking calls that when I... When I created this stupid call-in line, like, this is exactly the kind of shit that I was looking for. Awesome. Just fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, However, uh, the word blessed, mm, probably not. Probably not. Anyways, 1,000% correct. You know, the callback to the last show, 
talking about the storytellers at, at Gillette Stadium. Accurate, very accurate. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, I don't, I don't know you. And you're obviously fucked up and shit-faced, you know? Like, there's obviously, and I'm here to watch the game. I don't need stories. It's not, it's not welcome. So, yeah, I'm glad someone else is in agreement here. So, thank you. Hey, so, uh, I just, like, talked about, um, how annoying it was when people at a Patriots game were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, I have another complaint, and, uh, it really comes down to maybe I'll get some backlash from you. You know, you're welcome to have your own opinion about what I'm about to talk about, but I absolutely hate, like, the fact that I'm getting the the booster shot, like, shoved down my throat. Um, I don't think any of us know, actually, like, what's going on with the vaccines or, like, you know, who's in whose pockets, really. Um, I've read a lot about how Pfizer is doing a lot of paid advertising, and, uh, you know, it's, like, been pretty blatant. Like, you know, some of the ads will be, like, this was paid for by Pfizer. So, at least I'm taking a stance of that I got my two vaccines from Moderna, and I'm not getting any more, like, beyond, like, further research on it. Um, you know, because, like, to begin with, all of this is pretty short-term. So I kind of just have a complaint about how the general public, you know, they act like they are just, like, going off of what the major news outlets are going off of. But, like, we don't even know who's paying them to do whatever. And uh, on top of that, there's people like Joe Rogan, like, and I'm not saying I, like, worship this guy. I'm just saying there's nobody paying that guy to do anything, like, to express his opinions about the antibodies or about, um, what is it, uh, Zycam. You know, like, I'm not saying I'm getting Zycam, like, but, or Ivermectin, that's what it is. Fuck, sorry. I'm, yeah, it's a Friday night. What do you expect? But anyways, I just think uh, we all need to kind of, you know, we don't need to do our own research, but we also need to, like, approach these kind of subjects with a little bit more, like, caution and um, make sure everything we're looking at is, like, you know, academically reviewed, for instance. So that's my complaint, that, like, everybody's fucking idiots, basically. Thank you. Oh, that one was way better than the first one. So uh, thank you again, Anonymous Caller. Oh, that was fucking great. There's a lot to unpack there. So before I do, listen, uh, 617-657-4736. If you have a complaint and it's literally about anything, call in like my Anonymous Caller, uh, honestly, I could not be more thrilled with how that last one came out. There was so much going on and so much, like I said, to unpack. So a couple things. He he doesn't like the idea of having the, the, the COVID booster shot uh, shoved down his throat. I haven't really seen that yet. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I, I'm paying attention to different sources than he is, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, you know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people that I know in my life that that want a booster. I think, you know, in my mind, I still haven't seen anything that, that clearly says that you need it. So, you know, until, until I see something that's not paid for by Pfizer that's saying that, um, you know, I might wait myself. But at the same time, I'm ready for it. Like, give me, give me six, seven, eight, nine more. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, the further research on it, these, these types of coronaviruses, they've been studying for a very long time. And, you know, these, these, uh, the vaccines have been worked on in various forms uh, for various coronaviruses for a while now. That's, that's what I think. And that's what I've read and that's what I've learned. So I'm going to stick with that. The big thing that I think he was talking about was 
uh, you know, Pfizer making making money and, and then paying to advertise their vaccine, which obviously they're a drug company. Their fucking number one goal is to not, you know, make people healthy. It's to make fucking money, especially in this country. You kidding me? Big Pharma is a fucking massive problem. And Pfizer is no different. Moderna, J&J, none of them. They're all fucking shady characters, each and every one of them. Each and every one of them. They don't fucking care if you're... if They want to make sure that you take their shit. That's the goal. It sucks that, you know, we've devolved as a society. We're one of two countries on Earth where you can... Where drug companies can advertise their drugs. The other is New Zealand. I don't I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show before. I may have, but the other is New Zealand of all places, which I found a little bit odd. But nowhere else on earth are you going to get dumb fucking ads for random ass uh drugs that go on a 30-second tirade of uh, possible side effects including a gangrenous perineum in some cases. I wish I could remember that drug, but I'm thankfully I can't, but it's disgusting. So yeah, I mean, I got a big fucking problem with that. But I mean, that's a that's a much larger issue. The other thing, turn off the fucking news. Stop, stop watching major media outlets. Find other sources of information. The internet is full of information. 90% of it bullshit. <laughs> I love that he said Zycam. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I love that his uh, that he was clearly in the car when he thought of this. Um, you know, I love that he was um, possibly under the influence of something. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe that's just how he is. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, you open the car door in the middle of his fucking rant. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, he did mention Joe Rogan. I don't really have an issue with Joe Rogan. I, he's not, I don't know, good for him. He's getting paid. Don't think he's not getting paid. That dude makes a fucking shit ton of money. He gets paid every time he reads a fucking ad. But I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't use Joe Rogan as my main source of information when it comes to anything sort, you know, scientific. I would use that, um, you know, educational research, if you will. But love that. Please keep calling. Call as many times as you fucking want, because that was that was pure gold. <laughs> 617-657-4736. rip them. All right, before I get into three gripes, um, I did want to mention a uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, Jimmy G, of... Uh, the South Shore Bar Pizza page on Instagram. SS Bar Pizza on Instagram. He's getting ready to kick off his uh, his tournament, his yearly tournament. Well, not yearly. I think he's done it twice this year, but whatever. Um, bracket style tournament for a seventy nine, no sixty nine um, bar pizza establishments. On the in the South Shore and beyond, he's done, he's got a cool concept where the winner of his previous tournament, which was Next Page Cafe in Weymouth, free ad Next Page Cafe Weymouth, uh, he's going to run this tournament, and then the winner of the tournament goes up against the Next Page Cafe in a winner take all style battle. Now the cool part is. Uh, Jimmy started a GoFundMe page, right, where the winner of the tournament is going to 
decide where to donate all the money that, that he collects to a charity of their choice. And Jimmy, being the stand-up guy that he is, put his money where his mouth is and made the first donation of $1,000. A G from Jimmy G. So good on you, Jimmy. That was, that's fucking ballsy. It's a cool fucking idea. I may have to steal that somehow in some small way. Uh, I made a very small donation or the show made a very small donation. Uh, not nearly as massive <laughs> as Jimmy G's because the show is very poor. Very, very poor. But check it out. Go to Instagram, SS Bar Pizza. Um, his, the link to the GoFundMe page is right in the bio. It's a cool fucking idea. Honestly, it's very different. I, I thought it was cool as hell, which is why I'm sharing it. So check it out. And now it is time for everybody's favorite portion of the program. It is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, professional buzzwords. Um, I get a raft of emails from uh, recruiters, LinkedIn, Indeed. You know, I just never bothered to turn off all these notifications when I um, when I got my, my last job. So, you know, as I want to do, I, I peruse them because uh, you just never know. But I have found that uh, the number of dumbass buzzwords that are in these ads and that co that companies love to fucking use are are so goddamn absurd disrupting the industry like what the fuck does that even mean why 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 do you have to use the word disrupt why can't you say hey we're we're going to try to be different than other companies disrupting the industry you're not disrupting anything you're just you know slightly different than somebody else so whatever industry you're in, uh, you're, it's almost a guarantee that you're not alone. And then as you dig into these things, especially in the ads, the actual ads themselves and, and what they're looking for, like the term self-starter, what, what the fuck does that mean? Self-starter. What else is there? You don't have a fuck. It's not like there's a wind-up thing on, on your back and someone has to, has to turn it every morning, right? You don't have a pull chain coming out your ass. Self-starter. What a dumb fucking term. And then like, oh, we're looking for a rock star. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're looking for someone that's going to fall in line and do what they're told. Stop. A rock star. Shut your fucking mouth. Passionate. Passionate. So you want someone who doesn't have a social life outside of work is what you want. Someone that spends an inordinate amount of time working. That's what you're looking for. You're not looking for someone who's smart, intelligent, and can do the job. You want, you know, a serf, an indentured servant. Uh, when they say, in these trying times, instead of just saying, hey, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. In these trying times. It's the same when you get emails, like uh, cold emails from people. I hope you're managing well in these trying times. What? When companies say that uh, we're not a company, we're a family. No, you're not. You're definitely not a family. Uh, unless your idea of family uh, is like everybody else's, which is uh, there's a lot of passive aggressiveness. There's uh, a lot of outright anger at one another. Um, bitterness. Jealousy. If that's the kind of family that you're talking about, then all right, sure. But you, you're not a family. You're a company. You're my employer. You're not my fucking brother. Shut the fuck up. Uh, thinking out of the box. We all know that that's stupid. So I'm just going to leave that there. And then when they say, this is, this is probably the one that I really don't get. Okay. So you have a company that says they're sitting at the intersection of, and then it's like two industries, right? Pick one. Pick one. Because you know what that tells me is you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't, you don't know who you are. You're not at all self-aware if you're saying that you sit at the intersection of two different industries. 
that doesn't that's not going to fly. It's not going to work. You got to pick one. Professional buzzwords. Uh, gripe number two: status obsession on LinkedIn and other social channels. This one came from a another a listener of mine. Thank you, Brian. It was a while ago, but it's been on the list, and I was thinking about it the other day. Again, when I was on LinkedIn, I've, I've talked about how much I fucking hate LinkedIn and how it's so it's it's almost worse than fucking Facebook because it is so disingenuous and so phony. But there's nothing worse than the pat on the back, the self pat on the back on, on LinkedIn, because you're obsessed with, you know, having the catchiest title, the catchiest headline. Um, the goal should not be, I mean, LinkedIn should be uh, updates on your company, things that you're doing at, at, you know, at your job and job postings. I mean, there's probably more than that too, but I mean, the obsession with status and it's, it's a big fuck. And it kind of goes back to what I said last week about Facebook where, you know, they know full well how damaging, uh, you know, not getting enough likes, what that does to, to teenage girls and to younger girls, it fucks them up when they don't get a shit ton of likes on a, on a picture that they post fucks them up because they're obsessed with that status. It's a giant popularity contest and it's a problem. It just seems that, look, the we're supposed to be professional adults here on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, the, the fucking self-fellatio is not, it's not needed. It's not wanted. Yet it's all over the place. It's baffling to me. It's so I, I read a really nice piece on, on competition today, and it was, you know, competition in, in some regards can be very healthy, but at the same time, when your entire life is, is centered on being the best, you'll never get there, ever, because perfection is impossible. Being the best is impossible. There's always going to be somebody who can do something better than you. Always. And so being so fucking obsessed and driven to be uh, super popular on LinkedIn. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's not healthy. Gripe number three, also not healthy, drive-through etiquette. Now, this is a tried and true gripe. Everyone has this same fucking problem, okay? There really should be a maximum number of items that you can order at the drive-thru. Especially now, like right this minute, where having actual labor in in a McDonald's, Wendy's, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever, it's a big problem. So the last thing you need is someone literally clogging up the drive-thru lane, Right? When somebody gets up there and orders like 14 fucking things and there's two people in the car, you got to fucking send them around. Or you could immediately tell them to park. Immediately. Like, hey, go park. We'll bring that shit out eventually. And someone will be there shortly to collect your money. You need to keep that line flowing and moving. For the people that are just there for, you know, a, like a single combo meal, a, a coffee, it's probably not as bad at coffee shops, but I mean, I was at Honeydew the other day. It's Honeydew is the only drive through coffee that I get because fuck Dunkin' Donuts and there's no Starbucks around here. So I'm at Honeydew and there's one person in front of me and this woman must have ordered literally 14, 15 things. And she was in the car by herself. They get the fuck out of the car. Get out of the car. And if somebody says to me, well, maybe that person can't get out of the car. Well, then you know what? They probably shouldn't be fucking ordering 14 things at a fucking honeydew. So somebody needs to start this, right? Three items max. If you're 
a single person in a car. Now, that can be three combo meals or three items, okay? If there's a couple in the car, you get five items. Five items. And then one or two additional items per additional person in the vehicle. So if it's a family of five, right? They get five for the couple. Let's be generous and say two for the three children. So now that's 11 items. A combo meal consists of an item, of one item. So if you're ordering two combo meals and three kids meals, you're fine. It's still a shit ton of food, but you're okay. You can go. What you can't do is the two combo meals, two orders of nuggets, two shakes, and then the fucking three uh, kids meals. Nope, sorry. You're going to go park. You're going to go park. We'll be out to collect your money, and you'll get your food in 30 minutes. Fuck you. Because you're just holding up the line. You're so fucking selfish. And now with like the advent of ordering on the app and all this shit where you could order ahead of time instead of holding up the line. It's such a, uh, such a, (laughs) listen to me, like, it's just brutal. Drive-throughs. I don't even fucking go to, I don't go to drive-throughs anymore. I go to Honeydew. I don't, I, I fucking try like hell not to eat fast food. And when I do, it's rare. I don't eat a lot of it anymore. I used to fucking eat it like every goddamn day. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Still a fat fuck. What's it matter? Anyways, that's it for the show. Uh, Thank you as always for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. I ask you kindly to tell your friends and tell your mom to. I bet your mom needs something to listen to. So this this would probably be the last thing that you would want to listen to. But tell her anyway. Um, as I said, 617-657-4736. That is the complaint line. Call in. Leave a voicemail. You'll be on the show. I know you want to. I know you have something to complain about. Call in. Um <clears throat> I have a, uh, a website, complaintsandobservations.com. You can go there. That's where the blog lives. You can check it out. You can also subscribe to the email list. Bottom of the page, put in your email. Boom, subscribed. I have a, uh, a Twitter page, at complaintspod. Check it out. I have an Instagram page, at complaintspod. Check it out. The link to the merch store is at the, uh, the Instagram page. Check that out, too. I don't make any money off that. How about this? If you buy something, I'll donate it to Jimmy G's cause. How about that? Ooh, that's a great deal, Dave. Yeah. No, just fucking go to Jimmy G's and donate. Don't buy any of my shit. But if you want to buy some shit, that's fine. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I haven't done anything with, so it's kind of useless. We are on the road to 100. Hashtag road to 100. Still trying to formulate a plan. Uh, AP Dave suggested that I try to have a live call-in show. I am unable to figure that out. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. So it might be like an Instagram live thing, um, or it might be uh, Twitter spaces. I don't know. Instagram live might be the way to go, but I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do that properly. So who knows? I'm, you might see a bunch of uh, short test runs on the Instagram live. Cause I think I I'm kind of leaning towards that where I do, um, you know, an entire episode, uh, on the Instagram live. Um, and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully my five listeners will join in and it, you know, at least for a few minutes and submit uh, comments, questions, complaints, and observations. See what I did there. Um, but listen, that's it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, please, as always, I'm I'm probably forgetting something here that in the, the you know end of the show spiel. I, I probably am, but I don't know. I'm hungry. Um, please tell your friends, tell your moms, 
Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.